Welcome to Making Sense of the Madness. I'm your host, John Morgan. We have a great show for you today. We have Bernie Suarez from Truth and Art TV and Patel Patriot of the Devolution series. And we are going to be discussing some of Trump's cryptic official statements, as well as some of his comments he's been making in interviews lately, and a lot of other things that have to do with this information war that we're in the midst of as soon as we get back from a word from our sponsor. In early 2021, a short squeeze in silver was initiated. What does this mean? It means that individual investors can take advantage of a global supply shortage in silver, while the big banks will have to end their contracts with physical delivery of an asset that's becoming scarce to non-existent. Low supply plus high demand will cause prices to increase rapidly. The only way to take advantage of a short squeeze is to own physical silver. Call Sovereign Advisors today. They have over 27 years of experience identifying these trends. So you can maximize your return while at the same time minimize your risk. Call them today before prices go up any further. 720-605-3900. Well, we have two amazing guests for you tonight. We have Bernie Suarez, the founder of Truth and Art TV. He's a Christian conservative patriot and digital soldier with a diverse background in medicine, psychology, IT, and media production. He's the author of The Art of Overcoming the New World Order, a book that offers concrete strategies on how to identify and overcome government deception. He is a Marine Corps veteran who supports the America First agenda. So we're happy to have Bernie on the show. We also have Patel Patriot, who's the writer of the Devolution series, which is about the secret continuity of government plan that Trump might have put into place. So let's welcome our guests to the show. Thank you for having me on, John. You bet. Hey, Sean it's Bernie, how you doing? Doing well. I guess you guys just talked to each other in Vegas shortly. Yes, we yeah, did. Yeah, we did. It was, it, was nice, it was nice meeting Bernie. Great. A great guy. Well, we I, I want to pick you guys' brain here about some of the things that Trump has been saying and doing. Uh, so he released this official statement that just said, Inflation Nation. Uh, of course, it's it's easy to, um, you know, do commentary on Biden's economy that sucks. But do you guys are you like me? And when when Trump says something, you pay really close attention and you think to yourself, hmm, Jack Dorsey just said hyperinflation could come to the United States. And then Trump says inflation nation. Uh, do you think this is a warning for Americans? We'll start with Bernie and then we'll go to Patel. Well, I'm no stranger to asking people to keep their eyes locked in on everything that Trump does and says. I ask people to, you know, to keep an eye on his body language. I think he's always putting out clues as to what is happening. And all you need is logic and reason to understand what he is saying. Look no further than the last thing he said on his way out the door uh, on the day of the fake inauguration. He says, ha, our movement is just beginning. See you later. I'll be back soon. Bye. <laughs> so but to answer your question, you know, I, you know, I don't put anything past. I'm not going to read directly into anything that he's saying regarding the inflation. But I think he said it earlier this summer, Sean, that he said that things were going to get worse. And if you think what's happening now, wait till you see what's going to happen this summer. He was warning us about the everything with the border crisis, the economy. I mean, this is a regime that the first thing they did was cancel all the pipeline projects and all that. So none of that surprises me. Yeah. 
it makes you think that Trump is psychic the way he says the election is going to be stolen from the mail-in ballots and he says that Biden's economy is going to crash and that gasoline is going to go up in price. It's like, wow, he, he really does have a crystal ball. Let's go to Patel. Yeah, um, Trump is a, is a way with with using almost double meanings and he's uh, he's done that quite a few times. And right now, especially, he's um, he's really drawn attention to everything that's going wrong with the Biden administration. And that's exactly what he should be doing. I mean, it's, it's spiraling out of control. And like you were saying, you know, he's making predictions. Pretty much everything he said prior to the November 3rd election about how Biden would run the country has come true. And, and it's almost, I mean, down to the, the, the exact thing. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I very closely watch his statements. And um, I, I always think he's, he's using a little a double speak, but right now he's not being shy about about what he's what he's trying to get across and that's uh th- that he how he ran the country is much better than what we're currently seeing unfold let's talk exactly. about this adam kinzinger who uh you know recently said he's not running for re-election i know patel's not into the q drops but i know bernie is so let's talk about this idea that you know there is this idea whether it's true or not that uh when these democrats who have no reason whatsoever to give up on their career, like Paul Ryan, for example, uh, or this Adam Kinsinger, uh, when they just all of a sudden say, you know what, just not going to keep collecting the millions of dollars that I could make for the rest of my life or the power or the fame or any of that. I'm just going to retire early. So, you know, it makes you think, hey, were these people put into submission, as Q said? And uh, Trump said, Two down, eight to go. Talking about the people who voted against him. So, uh, Bernie, you first, and then we'll go to Patel. Absolutely. I just became aware of that. Trump came out weeks ago saying one down, nine to go, and now it's two down, eight to go. The truth is directly in front of everyone. God bless, I thank God, for people like Patel Patriot coming out of nowhere. He doesn't even follow the Q-Drops. And he's sounding exactly like what I was sharing with my audience back in March and February. So, yes, it is absolutely happening. Um, It's, you know, people need to just see it. There is absolutely a plan in place. You absolutely are correct, Sean. There's no reason for some of these people to walk away. There's no other explanation unless you start listening to what some of us are saying, that there is a plan taking place. It involves us being involved and, you know, the people that don't get it, they're a they're an asset to us because by them not getting it, they're reacting emotionally. They're seeing that the country is being destroyed and thus they are actually approaching what we call the precipice and to the point where they're going to take action. That's part of the plan as well. So when we're talking about these people stepping down and what Trump is saying, Absolutely. I agree with Patel Patriot that Trump is putting out a lot of things just like the Q drops, double meaning. And, in so, you know, so in order to protect, to not give away our plans for the enemy, that's part of the strategy. So uh, I'll just say that right now. <laughs> well, Patel, before I call on you, I just want to give some feedback because I just did a private call with premium subscribers and there were a lot of people with major concerns saying, Sean, you know, what if there is no plan uh, you've got all these people that you interview who think there there is a plan. When are you going to give up on it? And, uh, you know, my response and the response from Lieutenant Scott Bennett, uh, who's also a host on AMP, we, we, we really felt the same way. Our thought is 
we should act like there's no plan because we should be stepping up and doing what we need to do in uh you know in to save the country whether it's the audits whether it's against the medical tyranny we all have our part to play and if we're going to fight that much harder if we pretend like there is no plan but i was also honest and said you know from what i see in front of me I do see indicators that there's some high-level strategy going on, and this is just one of them, these resignations that come out of nowhere. So go ahead, Patel. You can give us your thoughts now. Yeah, well, I mean, kind of uh, touching on what you said, I do think it's important that, like our, I always call it the devolution sandwich, we have to do our part from the bottom up, and, and Trump will take care of the top down. But, you know, I think our part is almost more important because if if we don't want our country to be saved, why would Trump fight so hard to save it? You know what I mean? So. We need, we do need to act like there there is no plan, and and that's what we should have been doing from from day one, and not let the you know the political establishment get such a grip on on all the institutions in our country, and that kind of goes um you know into into the second part or I guess the question, you know people like uh, Kinziger who's who's walking away now, you know if the political establishment still had control, and here you have a a Republican who's an anti-Trump guy, so he's clearly I mean he's he'd be part of the, the political establishment. If they still had control over our elections and and interfering with them and stealing these elections, it would make no sense for him not to run. So there's got to be something bigger going on behind the scenes that would get him to just walk away. Because if they had full control, it it doesn't make sense for them to lose a Republican that's anti-Trump like that. So there's definitely this is definitely one of those indicators um, pointing to to a bigger plan going on behind the scenes. And and you know for those who are worried, I get that question a lot too. You know what if there is no plan? Um, you got to trust your gut. I trust Trump. And then I also trust all the, the evidence that I've seen laid out before me that I've compiled into the series and whatnot. And, and everything to me points to there, there, there's something going on for sure. Right. So if people want to dig into and, the series, they can go to Substack or they can go to devolution.link and see all the interviews we've yep. done that explain in detail what the devolution theory is. Uh, go, go ahead, Bernie. Sean, Sean, I want to jump in on this topic. This means everything to me, having been covering the, the Q drops from the actual beginning back in 2017, that we saw after the January 6th um, Capitol false flag, really, basically an operation, this narrative that spiraled out of control, taking advantage of the, you know, that everybody was f- feeling let down by the January 6th situation. Everybody was feeling down. And then all of a sudden, we have a narrative. I'm not going to say where it started, but I've discussed this at length with my audience. This idea that trust a plan equals don't do anything. That's not true. That's disinformation. Um, there's a lot of things that the Q drops mentioned a lot more than trust a plan. The Q drops also told us that we were going to walk through darkness and spelled out exactly what type of darkness and what the solution was going to be, that it was going to involve people getting involved and it would involve the uh, implementation of voter ID eventually and, and, and showing everyone the darkness that exists. That's what's happening right now. So I, I just want to mention for anyone listening to that in that, again, this idea that understanding logically and intellectually that there's something happening behind the scenes does not mean that you're not supposed to be involved. And to keep it simple, what I say to my audience all the time is, do you, the typical patriot civilian, do you think that you are personally going to arrest Hillary and Obama and all these horrible people? You are personally not going to do it. Someone else is going to do it at a higher level. So when we're talking about Gitmo being rejuvenated right now, why are there reconstructions going on at Gitmo? 
And I could talk about all this all day long, but I just want to give people a glimpse, given that we have a short period of time in this interview, that there's a lot more going on. And just to, to simplify it, to say that, that if, you, if you trust that there's something going on means that you think nothing, that you shouldn't be involved. That's oversimplifying what I consider disinformation. I would I would add to that, too. If you remember Trump's Trump's last um, campaign ad before the 2016 election, he said in it, it was something like the only people that can you know take the power away from the political establishment is is we the people. The only people that can vote these people out of power is you. Like he told us that we are we the people. And he, I think he considers himself one of us. So, I mean, it, it, the, like I said, the whole devolution thing, it's, it's a two part operation. Trump on the top side and us working from the bottom up there, there's there's no reason we shouldn't be getting involved in our local you know political scenes and that's how our our country was founded that's that's how it was designed right exactly right and you know i don't necessarily take q as gospel but i find that the posts really interesting and one of the concepts from the posts uh was about these politicians like paul ryan who re- resigned out of nowhere uh, that possibly the White Hats have data collection resources like the NSA, for example, and they're able to mm-hmm. collect compromising information on these people, and then they're able to give them, uh, you know, basically blackmail them or leverage them and say, hey, if you don't do what we tell you to do, then you're gonna we're going to go public with this information about you. So that's one of those mm-hmm. concepts uh, that may or may not be true, but there must be some reason why these people are resigning. So the next thing I want to ask well, you guys about are these weird um, – go ahead, Bernie. You had something to say about that? I always have something to say about everything when I hear things <laughs> being said. <laughs> um, there's a lot to that. It's not just a guessing game. When we're talking about the Q drops, we're ta- I mean, there was a Freedom Day that took place uh, back in – was it 2017 or 2018? And, you know, that that is true. And Trump uh, said – you know, we were told that POTUS, Trump – opened the door of all doors and i challenge people to look up what the q drops are really all about and realize that snowden was mentioned more than anyone else aside from hillary and obama and trump themselves um and the nsa and the whole strategy going on behind the scene about regarding who has all the information so um and because of that we saw certain rhinos that were very cooperative of the MAGA agenda during Trump's four years. Lindsey Graham, uh, uh, McConnell comes to mind, those two, and McCarthy and several others come to mind, while others that were given a choice are, are we're seeing, we're stepping, they're stepping down. So there, I think th- there's a lot to that. Anyway. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump yeah, in again here, Sean. So, Go ahead, Patel. Sorry, sorry. Oh. sorry. It's, I, I love playing off of him here. So uh, you you gave more of the Q perspective, but I'd like to give more of the you know the stuff that I've seen and more of the factual based stuff. If you think of uh, Dong Jingwei, the defector from China, the reporting from Red States stated that he came with all sorts of compromising information about who in our government is basically beholden to China financially. And so, how many of these people, these rhinos? I mean, I'm sure it's very pervasive. It's all over our government. How many of these people? that are going to be stepping down are, are, are part of those names. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, whether or not they had all this information beforehand is one thing, but I think we for sure have it from what we got from Dong. Right. And he went directly to military intelligence instead of yep. the FBI, CIA, White House. Uh, those people didn't even know that he was defecting. So it's, we have some compartmentalization going on within our country yep. and that possibly that's a proof for, for devolution. Um, 
So next, I want to talk and about seeing- these weird Biden mm-hmm. videos that came out today. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, this actually caused some cognitive dissonance in me. And I, you know, I thought I was pretty desensitized <laughs> because certainly Biden has said weird things like I crap my pants or <laughs> whatever he said that one time. <laughs> Just, he kind of blurts out weird things like a dementia patient sometimes. But today, it was just two things. You know, he's in the Vatican talking to the Pope. And uh, the Pope says, you know, thank you for the gift. And I appreciate it. And, and Biden says, you are a famous African-American baseball player in America. Like, literally, that's what he said to the Pope. You know, so it makes you wonder uh, is there's, there's misfiring going on in the brain? You know, how, how is he able to keep it together the other 99% of the time to actually say cohesive thoughts if this is the type of thing that just kind of happens randomly? And then he was shaking hands with these uh, high-level Vatican officials, and he said to each one of them, Hi, I'm Jill's husband. Hi, I'm Jill's husband. <laughs> Hi, and this is the president of the United States of America, and he could be saying something socially appropriate, but instead it's this thing that he he harps on being being uh, you know his handler's husband. <laughs> so uh, I'm just seeing signs of either dementia or mind control, and so I was wanting to get you guys' thoughts on this. We'll start off with Bernie. Okay, well we we'll start. Okay, look, Sean, this show is not long enough for us to analyze all the things that the old man Biden has been doing that shocks us. (laughs) I mean, what we're seeing is every single day, but I mean, what I'm, uh, what I want to throw in to this, what I'm saying is to kind of pick up where Patel Patriot is saying, we are seeing every day, Sean, uh, new revelations, whistleblowers. We're seeing documents are coming out. New emails are coming out. Look what this person said. Look what this is happening. When we're talking about who's in control of the information and we're talking about a war going on behind the scenes, people should look at things like that. I think that the the patriots or the white hats or whatever you want to call it, they're allowing. I mean, why not start with the fake stage? that Biden is performing on what, I mean, where do we begin? So uh, yeah, we're watching literally us. We're in a stage where people are being allowed to see with their own two eyes, exactly what this Marxism is all about. This globalism where the evil is being forced into the light. Like we had been telling people for years, that's what this is all about. They're allowing the old man to step on himself and say whatever he's saying i think actually i think the more importantly more importantly than him gaffing as he always does he does that every day right we all know that more important than that what i'm asking my audience is to stay focused on the fact that nancy pelosi just met with the pope a few weeks ago and here we are biden meeting with the pope and the fact that they had a secret meeting where they threw out the media why are they having secret meetings does anyone really believe that they're talking about global warming or climate change <laughs> Laugh out loud. Oh, let's go to Patel now. So Patel, I mean, another 
option here when you look at the, you know i said one of them is that he's mind controlled another option is he's just <laughs> has dementia or some kind of mental problem another option is that he's controlled by the white hats and that they're, they're like telling him to say these ridiculous weird things uh you know do you entertain any of these options that i mentioned patel you know i i really don't i mean i'm i'm, I'm a little open-minded but i'm i'm usually quite skeptical that's how i describe myself i'm an open-minded skeptic and you know from what i've seen i, I feel like trump really played the media and, and everybody into basically getting them to run with Biden that he kind of framed it that, that from the beginning that Biden was going to be his biggest threat media just took it and ran with it and now they're they've kind of been stuck with him ever since he got the nomination obviously and they had to steal the election for him and this guy who can barely put together a sentence and has no idea where he's at or what he's doing but, and but why the, do you think he can't put together a sentence out of the three options it seems like you're more closely I, aligned to dementia I think he's just, yeah, I think he's just lost. I mean, he's had two brain surgeries, hasn't he? He's had aneurysms twice. I mean, the, the guy has issues he's, and he's just not all there anymore. He's not the same guy as he used to be. And I think they were just stuck running with him, trying to cover up their crimes. And this is what they're they're stuck with. And it's it's good for Trump because it's, it's waking people up. People are realizing that. I saw a poll, I think it was a Rasmussen poll, and I don't really believe the polls anyway, but the fact that it's starting to, to change their tune a little bit is still pretty telling. Uh, prior to the election, I think it was 47% of the country thought that there was some form of election theft. And I think recently the one was closer to like 56% or something. So things are turning. People are starting to realize that, okay, well, you know, maybe there was some sort of election shenanigans that went on. Maybe we should start looking into that. So I don't know. Think, things are moving in the right direction. I think any of these gaps are a good thing for, for, for us. Right. It's like, why get in the way of an enemy while he's destroying himself? Uh, exactly. So, yeah, maybe it was another Trump setup. Bernie, you know, Trump just did an interview and they keep pressing him about 2024 all the time. And he always says, well, you know, I didn't concede. You know, we got to fix 2021st. I think you're going to be very happy. You know, how do you interpret that, Bernie? It's just another example of Bernie at Truth on RTV. Everything I've been saying for four years, <laughs> but okay, just get well. You know, I'm partially kidding about that, but yeah, uh, Trump. I've, I've said every, at this point, I've offered cash reward for anybody who can find me when Trump, as soon as he um, says yes, I will run for twenty four twenty four because he's not going to do that. Um, there's one story being told, and those of us that are paying attention understand what's happening. You cannot move on to anything unless you fix 2020. We have no republic. It's plain and simple. But, you know, yeah, the Trump has been playing. People forget that Trump is literally an actor from Hollywood. <laughs> People forget that. And he's the author of the art of the deal. And he's a big fan of the art of war. We are watching the art of war. Let an enemy destroy themselves, like you just said. That's what's happening. Patel? <laughs> yeah, so I actually got an email on this um, after I put that post on on Telegram, and the person was like, you know, I, I just think you're lacking a basic understanding of campaign finance laws. He's not allowed to admit that he's you know running in 2024. But yeah. I, I look at you know I couple everything that Trump has said. He's he's specifically drawn attention to the fact that he he never conceded the election. He's consistently said that we can't move forward into 2022 or 2024 without fixing 2020, or we won't have a country left. And he's constantly saying, we're going to be happy with what he decides. We're going to be happy with what's happening. And so um, the, the most recent statement, he he said it in a way it was like, you know, I'm not even going to have to worry about that second question, And but I think you're going to be pretty happy. And the fact that he said, I'm not going to have to worry means he's not going to have to worry about 2024 because he's he's going to come back and, and you know, 
be situated with where he should be, should have been prior to, you know, the 2020 situation. So I'd like to add to that, Sean, I'd like to add that Trump just a couple days ago last week said, quote, some, but someday soon, sane people will be back and our country will be respected again. So Trump has been very adamant. I think, and this is my opinion, that's one of the purposes of the Trump rallies, to keep everyone motivated so they can see what's happening. And of course, we have the two ra- the two roads to justice, one going through the legislative branch and the voter integrity, the whole thing, Wendy Rogers in Arizona. And then we have the Mike Lindell situation that is developing, right? He's coming out uh, the week of Thanksgiving now, we're being told that Mike Lindell will says he's got at least 20 attorneys generals that will present what he's calling a bulletproof case to the Supreme Court that he's predicting once again will be nine to nothing decision by the Supreme Court to take action on the 2020 election steal. Just FYI. I look forward to that. I do want to remind everyone that the videos that I mentioned about Biden can be found on my telegram. That's at Sean Morgan reports. If you, if you just want to, see the veracity of that. Uh, Let's talk about Trump's social media plan, because, uh, you know, this was something that we were wondering about for months and months and months. You know, what is Trump going to do about this blow that he took being deplatformed? He did launch the class action lawsuit. 80,000 patriots have joined him. Uh, So that's a big story that's happening in the background. We don't know if it'll play out very well. But then he just released the news just very recently of this truth social uh, social media platform that's supposed to be similar to Twitter or something like that, where, you know, people won't be censored and everything. And the way he did this was like totally covert, right? I mean, it was like no one ever heard of digital acquisition corporation DWAC, which is the SPAC that he's using as a special purpose acquisition company. Uh, so yeah, they, Trump made more money this week than he has in his entire life. If you can believe it, uh, he made billions <laughs> of dollars off of this. And wow. now they have bil- uh, an arsenal of billions of dollars and in their own words on the official Trump media website, it's to acquire a tech stack of infrastructure that's outside of b- big tech. So Bernie, uh, we're starting with you every time just to keep it organized. Can you, uh, comment on this strategy? I can only give you my opinion, John. Um, I've looked at this. I believe, well, I've been saying for a long time that Trump could come back tomorrow. What would that do with a fake media in place? Think about it. (laughs) They would just launch another Trump-Russia collusion. Maybe, you know, Trump-China collusion, Trump-whatever. They So it would kind of be a dysfunctional situation. We'd we'd be back where we were. So... uh, Handle uh, and I'm uh, also. Uh, I would say to everyone, keep an eye on the Julian Assange situation, because in the WikiLeaks we have a lot of damning information on the fake news media, these people, the corporate media. So the point that I'm getting at is that in order to have a true birth of a new republic, and all these efforts that I believe are happening behind the scenes, that I think I could prove if we had a long enough podcast. And so, you know, especially with Patel Patriot here on this, <laughs> I think together we've really destroyed this. But all that aside, 
Um, yeah, I've been saying all along, Trump were to come back now. Why would the fake news media still in place? So I think part of no one's fo focusing on is that the media has to be taken down. And and what with Trump releasing this truth social with this much money, I think, well, some people think that this is about replacing, you know, twi uh, Twitter or YouTube. It's actually much, much bigger. I I'm seeing it as replacement of the entire media. We have six corporations that control almost all of the media today, right? I think that Trump is literally rebuilding that from scratch, I believe. Right. So think well, of it as did, replacement of the whole. They did say media. in the official Trump media uh, website, and if you go to the website, it's only a PowerPoint presentation. Uh, but the PowerPoint presentation talks about Fang, that group of six tech stocks that control most of the internet and make most of the profits. And one of them right. was Netflix, and they they one of the things that they haven't revealed much. I mean, it's just a short PowerPoint, so we don't really know their strategy. But they did say they're releasing a subscription streaming subscription service similar to Netflix or Disney Plus. So uh, that's just one aspect of uh, this tech stack that's going to be replaced. And uh, mm -hmm. Patel, I do want to get your insights, but I just want to mention this idea that the mainstream media and the newspapers and everything, because they've been wrong about every major story for the last few years, people stop watching, people stop buying, the ratings are at all-time lows, the stocks are at all-time lows, the valuations are, are at all-time lows, and they are ripe for a hostile takeover. Do you think that's a possibility? I want to get your, your thoughts on this whole thing, Patel. Yeah, I mean, there's, um, <laughs> there's uh, plenty of ways you can look at this. You know, first of all, like you said, the fake news media has been wrong about every major story. How much do you think Trump could get in lawsuits by suing these people with what's come out now, the truth that's come out and what they've said about him over the years? I mean, the guy could take him over just by by suing him. But now he has this company where he could do hostile takeovers. You know, like, like Bernie said, I don't think I don't think we're going to get to a point where all the media is completely destroyed before Trump comes back. But they do have to be to a point where they're almost irrelevant. I don't think there's enough time for them to be completely destroyed before before Trump, you know, needs to make his reveal. Because I think that's going to be coming sooner rather than later, and it could be a long time. They could still go on for a while um, w before being taken over, before being completely destroyed, like you were saying. But I do think that's the long term plan: is they all do need to be be destroyed. And I'm still of the mindset, you know, Trump with this Truth Social thing. I, I think it's a good thing. I think it's um, it's it's going to be a good step forward. But I still think the the Twitter and, and the Facebook. I mean, I, we still need to resolve those issues. I, we don't need two echo chambers going on. We need we, we need, I mean, free access to information and free speech everywhere. So whether that's Trump taking over Twitter and you know what doing whatever with it, I don't know. But but I think it's important. The timing of it is is more important than anything because I think in the coming months, you know, we might see some reveals from Trump. And what what better way to do it than on a network that he owns that nobody can censor him on. Bernie, any comments on that? Well, um, I agree. I mean, we don't know to what degree the media would be taken down before Trump comes back. I agree with that. Um, but I, again, I, I think that we're seeing the replacement. Of, you know, maybe that's the more appropriate term rather than destruction. Yeah. Ultimately, they'll be destroyed, but we're, they are being replaced. Yeah. And these are free speech platforms. So if you have views from the left, you're welcome to come bring those views over. But this is these are and don't forget, you know, Mike Lindell 
he did something similar and still is working it. And others, right? We have Getter and other platforms. It's not just Trump. So I think the idea is going to be that there's still going to be competition. We, you know, I mean, this is still America, right? And it's, we still allow leftist ideologies. It's okay. I don't mind that someone disagrees with me. This is not really about creating a, a all right wing MAGA social media and news media. I think everyone should exist as long as they are willing to defend their arguments. We know that the left cannot defend their arguments. They rely on just attacking those that are opposite of them. So, I mean, we're talking the fundamentals of free speech. I'm looking forward to it either way. Great. Let's talk about Durham. I know Brian Cates is someone that probably all of us read. He's really been getting into the details here of how things are being foreshadowed. Do either of you have any comments on the uh, future of the Durham investigation? Start with Bernie. Well, that's right up my alley, too. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, look, uh, the Durham investigation, I'm just looking at what Cash Patel is saying. I'm looking at what uh, others are saying, Devin Nunes and others that have been involved. I'm looking at what uh, John Ratcliffe is saying. I'm looking at the facts. I'm looking at the fact that that Gitmo is being rebuilt as we speak, and they're building uh, 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 facilities for court hearings. I'm looking at a lot of things when I'm talking, when I'm thinking about Durham. I'm looking at, you know, we know this is a 5D chess game. We know that the Patriots don't telegraph their moves to the enemy, but you don't have to be a researcher to see that now, you know, now we have James Baker, who was mentioned in the Q drops more than two years ago, that he was going to be a key figure, by the way, in case anyone, you know, that's a perfect example of something future proving past. We know that James Baker was, you know, he he decided that he was going to, he was going to speak. He was going to sing, like cooperate. You know, when does a bird sing? So that's now unfolding in just the last couple of days. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's all going in one direction. We don't know the, the speed of what is happening. None of us can guess what's going to happen when. But, I mean, the Michael Sussman indictment, but it's all going we, in one direction. We're seeing a picture... Uh, coming into clarity here that this is a conspiracy. Uh, I know that's the, kind of the key term <laughs> for everything nowadays, but uh, it, it's a conspiracy investigation. So th- they're looking for uh, a lot of different people coordinating together, and hopefully there are people at the top uh, that will be held accountable for, for um, calling the shots. Mm-hmm. And it looks like Clinton campaign it would be one of those players. Uh, so uh, we have to go to a break, but when we get back, I'm going to get Patel's thoughts on the Durham investigation. We'll be right back as soon as we're back from a word from our sponsor. Hello, everyone. This is John Michael Chambers, the creator and founder of American Media Periscope. Did you know that annuities are a great way to protect a portion of your retirement portfolio from downside risk? And unlike CDs and money market accounts, they accumulate tax deferred and can participate in the upside of market indexes. And they are probate-free and can provide an income that you can never outlive. With all the different companies, features, indexes, and benefits, which annuities do in fact offer, it can be confusing choosing which annuity is best for your unique situation. Let a company you can trust help you to select an annuity that is right for you. 
Call the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. That's Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. Tell them John Michael Chambers sent you. Add an annuity to your retirement portfolio and start enjoying the many benefits that smart investors love. Cleveland Insurance Group. We love our sponsor, Cleveland Insurance Group. They're true patriots. Check out the link in the description below to get a free consultation about annuities. Well, Patel, well, let's get your thoughts on the Durham investigation. Yeah, um, kind of like you said before the break there, that first indictment on Sussman really laid it all out for me. It was like you said, it's complete conspiracy charge that he's working on here, and he he didn't have to you know do a twenty seven pages in that indictment. He only needed a, a couple paragraphs, but but he did it anyway, and that that showed me that he has pretty much everything that he needs, in my opinion. And I mean, there, there's nothing that's going to be able to to stop the train now that it's you know it's heading down the track and it's going full steam ahead. So I I do think we're going to see some higher higher up arrests. I'm curious to see how high up it actually goes. But but it'll definitely be interesting. I just the the part that I'm waiting on, just like everybody else, is the timing of it. I wish I wish it'd be coming a little quicker. But but I do think things are kind of being coordinated to be timed, um, you know, simultaneously for for maximum impact. So you know, with all the other narratives going on, and you know, if we get all these Durham indictments to come out roughly around the same time, and that the economy collapses and all this other nonsense, maybe some election fraud Galen Maxwell there, stuff comes out storm. or Julian Assange stuff comes out and it just all happens yep. at once that would be uh, really epic uh, but the idea with these conspiracy investigations is that you start out with the lower people on the rung right of the of the conspiracy mm-hmm. and you get them to to flip and then they tattle on the person that above them and then they flip and you just keep on doing it till you get to the head of the snake uh, so I'm just like you, you know, I wish that this would have happened yesterday. Uh, but, uh, you know, you do have to consider the fact that there might be high level strategists that know more than we do and have a pretty good plan in place. Um, I do want to mention real quick, Patel, because uh, this is another thing that premium subscribers really expressed strongly is they didn't like it when certain people that we've had on uh, the shows and certain people just in on the internet out there who put out these dates and say, well, this is by April, this, or by October, this, then this is going to happen. Uh, so, and, and Patel, you said very strongly that you believe the reveal for devolution will be soon. Now you'd never set a date, uh, yeah. but how flexible are you on that? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't like talking in dates, but I'd, I'd rather talk more so in events, like things that we need to see that I think we're waiting for. And like one of those I kept saying was we, we need to see the proof of the election fraud. So the Arizona audit, for instance, I've been saying, you know, once we get the true um, vote count, the legal vote count, how many legal votes did Trump have? How many legal votes did Biden have? That that's really one of the only things that Trump would need to reveal devolution. Because what, what else would he need? He sh- if we see that there's proof of, of fraud, and it's undeniable, then what more does Trump need to come out with proof that there was foreign interference as well? And, and you know, that would justify him um, even implementing devolution. So it, it's really tough. I feel like it's soon because I, I kept feeling like we're getting closer and closer to seeing some of these audit results, but it just hasn't happened yet. We, we don't know when that's right. going to be. For example, Truth Social doesn't launch until February, and that's just the beginning, mm-hmm. and it could always be delayed. Uh, so this could play out a lot longer. And just because it's the only thing that Trump needs to reveal doesn't yep. mean that he doesn't want to have more of a case to present to the American exactly. people, multiple 
swing states that add up to flipping the electoral college could be another option. Uh, it could yeah. it could be wait till the economy crashes, blame it on Biden, and then he comes in to save the day. There could be all kinds of different scenarios. So I just want to make sure we mention that. The next topic is about two really important headlines that are related here. This is very breaking news. The FDA approved the Pfizer COVID vaccine for kids age 5 to 11. And 27% of Californians say they are going to inject their small children with this experimental gene therapy. And Biden recently backed down on the December 8th vaccine deadline. So we've got two different stories here. One is they're aggressively pushing for kids to get injected. And the other is that they're backing off deadlines that they had already set. So I wanted to get your feedback on this. Go ahead, uh, Bernie. Look, uh, I think we're definitely watching the, the great reset, this planned agenda unfold. I think there's a reason why these politicians are flying all over the place, meeting with the Pope and secret meetings. I think there's a reason why everybody that's in charge of us, you know, we have Kamala in charge of the border. She she leaves and not doing her job. We have Pete Buttigieg. Every, you know, every time someone has a job to do, they they neglect that job and they're avoiding speaking on things. So you have this administration, they have this plan that they're rolling forward, but they, I don't think they're in control. And look, I, like you, I, you know, I, that's a big topic, obviously, the, va- the virus and the vaccine mandates. I think the vaccine mandates, to some degree, I, I've been calling it, you know, the great red pill. You know, I mean, if the problem, you know, the thing is, see, the three of us, we have a certain level of understanding of what's happening. And a lot of people that are listening in, we are if you want to call it, we're awake to what the the, the globalists are doing, these the deep, these black hats, these d- the deep state people. But a lot of people are not. So for them, the vaccine mandate will wake them up. And I I think on the good side, that that's what the vaccine mandate is doing. On the bad side, obviously, we're seeing people being used as guinea pigs with an experimental vaccine. And no one knows what the long-term side effects will be for these children down the road, five, 10 years from now. Nobody knows. So, yeah, so well, you know, I, I, think, I think there's resistance. There's short-term right. effects too as well. Um, thank you, Bernie. I, I agree. The vaccine mandates are a huge red pill. There are other things. There are different fronts of this war. You know, the, the border invasion is waking people up. The stop the steal stuff is waking people up. Uh, you've got all kinds of things waking people up, but that's medical tyranny is probably number one. Uh, Patel, what are your thoughts? Yeah, the vaccine, that's a that's a tough topic, but I do agree with what, what you and Bernie said that what, what's happening now, it's very, very much red pilling a lot of people. And I get, I get kind of frustrated when people bring up the vaccine and how, oh, you know, Trump why does Trump keep pushing the vaccine? You know, he's just as bad as everybody else. But you got to think about it. I mean, first of all, and this is a question I think uh, Kate Awakening brought up at the at the event in, in Las Vegas over the weekend. She said, how many people here would or decided not to vote for Trump in 2020 because of his pushing the, you know, the vaccine or something along those lines? How many of you still support Trump right. even though he pushes the vaccines, Right. And, th- and this is what Trump did. I mean, he he rushed the vaccine along. He got it here, but he always 
you know, he, he always gave us the choice to take it. And what the Democrats and Biden are doing right now are taking away that choice and forcing it upon us. And that's a big distinction to make. Then also, if you remember, there's a statement. Actually, it was in an article. I think it was the article. Um, gosh, I can't remember who said it. But but in the article, Trump um, specifically said that he considered, what was it remdesivir as the cure? Remdesivir. Like he said it in the, in the article. Oh, so, Regeneron. I mean, the vaccine. I think Regeneron. Maybe it was Regeneron. Reg- Regeneron. It might have been. I don't remember which one it was, but but he specifically called that a cure. And this was just like two, three, four weeks ago. And so that compared to the vaccine, the vaccines don't even work. I mean, it's it's an interesting dichotomy there. Yeah, he certainly talked about hydroxychloroquine. Uh, he talked about mm-hmm. all kinds of therapeutics and, and options. Uh, so, yeah, it's, he hasn't been, been pushing it down people's throats. Uh, but maybe we'll get a reveal about that. You know, people are really waking up with the Fauci experiments on dogs and so forth. There are other experiments that are being publicized now, uh, you know, that are so gruesome. I don't even want to mention them. But, uh, yeah, Fauci is waking people up, you know. And once they wake up to the fact Mm -hmm. that he was funding research to torture innocent animals, uh, it's not too far of a stretch that uh, he would be willing to torture humans. Um, Any any comment on that, Bernie? Yeah, absolutely. And to kind of pick up with what Patel Patriot is saying – Trump, you know, like to kind of maybe clarify that comment at the event by Kate Awakening, she said, those of you that support Trump, how many of you took the vaccine because Trump told you to take it and no one raised their hand? So the point, yeah, it's a great point. This is about freedom and independent thought. And what we're seeing, you know, like you said, Sean, that Fauci is waking people up. I I believe personally, this is my view. As I said earlier, we're seeing historically, this has never happened before, where every single day, some piece of information is leaking that is damaging to the deep state. I'm asking people to take notice of this every single day. It seems something big is happening. Something big is leaking. And in some cases, it's coming from the Washington Post, New York Times, CNN even. It doesn't anyone is capable of leaking something from one day to another that is going to be damaging to the deep state. Project Veritas, yeah, you know, Fauci emails, it's all coming out. And I, have I personally believe after you're done. Well, real quick, I personally believe that this is just my theory, and anyone can laugh at me, that there's something going on now. I believe the public is being conditioned by the White Hats. They're being prepared for what is coming for Fauci. Right. And I think that's what the whole reveal with the dogs, torturing dogs, and now this other experiment on monkeys, and now an- another set of experiments on these children, right? These, um, these uh, I guess, children with different uh, autism or whatever, the experiments uh, apparently years ago. So I think what's le- leaking on Fauci is preparing the public. I just want to leave it at that for, for what really is right. coming. Yeah, that could very well be. Um, recently, there was a breaking story of a sheriff uh, who had video evidence of election fraud. And this is just interesting to me because it's not Mike Lindell on, on a stadium, you know, kind of doing a big reveal. It's us, you know, it's our communities. It's the regular people who are, have a platform and an ability to get this story out there. And that's that's pretty major, I think. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, we'll go to Patel. 
Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's, are you talking about the Wisconsin? Yes. Sheriff? Yeah, I, th- I think that's big. And I was actually, the, the one piece of, I don't I don't wouldn't call it insider information, but I was talking to somebody in Las Vegas about, you know, these election audits and how we need to see some some actual evidence. And he said that he had it on fairly good authority. And I trust this guy a lot that he thinks there's going to be two states that are going to be coming to, to push to decertify based on evidence they find through, you know, not necessarily audits, but he kind of mentioned, you know, a sheriff or, or an attorney general. And he said Arizona was not one of those two states. And so he didn't tell me which ones, but uh, like the very next day, Wisconsin comes out and this the sheriff has this big announcement and shows all this evidence. So I think it's definitely a step in the right direction because we're the ones that need to clean up our local elections and our state elections. And that's what we're doing. Like exactly like you said, this and is to be honest, this is, um, it, it seems a lot less political when it's a sheriff doing it instead of Mike Lindell, who's obviously pro-Trump, yep. right? It doesn't seem biased when a sheriff does it. Um, Absolutely. So any thoughts, Bernie? Well, you mentioned Mike Lindell. I always like to get this out and I ask people to, to pay attention to what he's been saying. Something that Mike Lindell has been saying for months. <clears throat> well, he's been saying a lot of things, but one thing that he's been saying is that he feels that we are lucky that we kind of got lucky that all these the, everything that happened in, in you know December and January the whole thing with Mike Pence you know not reversing the certification and some of these things that happened he he now feels that we kind of got lucky because had those things happened that we wanted to see happen in December had those things happened we would have never have known the depth of the corruption and the, the right. depth of the, of the criminality. We in got the them on record, field. didn't we? Right. We got them just on paper. This is where you right. stand on this. And so now we know exactly that there's like pretty much right. the swamp is like 90 some percent of these people. We need to pretty much vote almost right. all of them out. And that goes along with a plan that potentially is unfolding or I call it, I don't even use the word plan anymore. I say there's a process that is happening and it just happens to be going in one direction. And if you think logically, you're going to see that direction. And, you know, and that should motivate you to be even more active because it's like a lot of people are saying, I've been saying this forever. It's a two part process. One is we, the people, and one is those in authority that will make sure that the rule of law is restored. That that has nothing to do with us. Our job is to make sure we're active in you know in the election process and holding the school boards and these you know representatives accountable that's our job as we the people absolutely so you know all these different institutions people are realizing we can't trust them from mainstream media to cdc and and world health organization and all these things but another one that's important i think is the fbi And Tucker Carlson is releasing a documentary where American citizens, maybe for the first time, millions of people will see the murder of Ashley Babbitt. And they will start to hear this narrative that there are unindicted co-conspirators. There are federal informants. There are federal agents who were behind the storming of the Capitol. And this is this could be big. Uh, You know, what are your thoughts on that, Bernie? Look, I cover this every day, everyone. You know, now we have the situation with this Ray Epps 
um, and his role in the, I mean, this guy was, appears to be the cheerleader. I thought about it during the second impeachment attempt that the main video that the Democrats were using to, to prove that this was an insurrection were videos with this Ray Epps playing the lead role in what appears to be their film <laughs> there. So I think it's a lot of it is coming out. We have uh, Americans now that are being essentially tortured in DC prisons. Um, and we have a lot of information that's coming out. All these videos are coming out and they have nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. A lot of people think that they're trying, you know, they're trying to force Steve Bannon to comply with their subpoenas. And that's not happening. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I explained that to my audience. And I think Politico did an article last week explaining the history of these attempts when you try to force somebody in Congress to comply with a subpoena or, or an, an American, you know, these congressional subpoenas, they, they don't do very well. People that are associated to the president, meaning the Congress, in, they don't do very well in enforcing these situations. Are they trying to obtain Trump's records of communications? Look, we're in a war and I think everyone should pay a close eye to the January 6th full flag. And I agree that this officer, I noticed that Trump made sure months ago that we didn't forget Mike Byrd. Trump kept bringing up the whole thing with Ashley Babbitt. And I didn't know myself why he was doing that. But now I think it's we're going to see in the next few months why Trump wants us to stay focused on the Ashley Babbitt situation. I think it's going to unfold. Well, Patel, you are often talking about these Trump traps. And I think January 6th could be another one of these because, I mean, he played everything by the book. You know, he never mentioned violence. In fact, he said, go peacefully. He he timed his speech so that it would be impossible for people to get to the Capitol on time to do that. So uh, what are your thoughts on Tucker Carlson's new documentary with Darren Beatty's journalism on the un unindicted co-conspirators? Yeah, I, I'm excited to see it come out. And, and you're right, I've been saying this for a while, I actually wrote about it in one of my articles that, you know, I think it, the intelligence community, the Democrats, everybody was against Trump. They're all part of the political establishment. They wanted him gone. January 6th, I think they viewed as their final opportunity to put the nail in the coffin. They hijacked it with Antifa and, and everybody else that was involved. They used it as a, a basis to call him, you know, he started this insurrection. He's trying to, you know, hijack the elections, whatever. He's trying to overturn the, the will of the people in the elections, and they use that to justify impeaching him and keeping him from staying in office, coming back from office. January 6th is a pivotal event. But if you look at everything that actually took place, it almost looks like Trump saw it coming and essentially set him up and, again, forced them to overplay their hand. And we've heard from many people, including Christopher Miller, who's the acting secretary of defense, who said that we haven't heard the full story of the events that day. And when we do, like people are gonna, you know, they're gonna realize what actually went on. And every every move that they made, that the Department of Defense made, that Trump made, was fully justified. So, I'm very curious to see what this will reveal. I hope it opens some people's eyes up a little bit. But I definitely think the the full story around January 6 was was actually a, a, another good move by Trump versus the, the the Democrats in the deep state or whoever, whatever you want to call them, you know, hijacking the event in their favor. Absolutely. Man, you guys really know your stuff. It was such a pleasure to interview both of you. Make sure that everyone in the audience right now, go to truthinrtv.com, go to devolution.link. These guys are doing live streams almost every day. And every Friday, we talk to Patel Patriot and other guests about this devolution idea. So make sure you join us every Friday. Thank you guys for coming on.
Well, we are going to a word from our sponsor. When we get back, you're going to hear my final thoughts and any announcements that are coming up that are important. Thank you. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow. And to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com right now to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you can get my premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now just $29.98, the lowest price ever. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. What a great interview with those two guys. I'm so lucky that we had the chance to get them on so they could share their ideas on the breaking news. And it just it makes you realize that this is the Great Awakening that's happening right now. What we're doing right now, exploring these ideas, sifting through them, trying to peel away the onion and, and uh, distill everything, that is the process of deprogramming and waking up. Uh, this is just like the American Revolution the first time around. Uh, the second time around, it's going to be a minority of patriots who actually stand up and take our country back. And that's what we're doing right now. Thank you for watching AmericanMediaPeriscope.net, America's patriot-only super channel. We do have an event coming up in Kansas tomorrow. It's a great event with David Clements, Seth Keschel, and Lee Valentine, who is one of our new show hosts. Uh, next week, her new show, Business Insights, will start. And we have a new time for Making Sense of the Madness. It's now 6 p.m. till 7 p.m. Eastern. On Monday, we have Patrick Byrne, Joe Flynn, and Kirk Elliott. Uh, so make sure you tune in at 6 p.m. Eastern to see those three people to talk about. With Kirk Elliott, we're going to talk about uh, the economic news. And with Joe and uh, Patrick, we're going to talk about uh, the American Project and everything they're doing to help save our country. Next up tonight, we do have Scott McKay, Patriot Street Fighter, 7 p.m. Eastern. God bless, Patriots. Good night.